Hello, this is Laura Balboa. Remember that this episode is part of a series of triangles where I speak about three women that are producing sound, sound art, experimentation or electronic music. And they are either coming from Mexico, living in Mexico or having a relationship with Mexico. So if you want to write to me, you can write at B as in Bob U as in Ursula, L as in Laura, L again as in Laura, A as in Anna, at lauraBalboa.com. So it's Laura Balboa as in Rocky Balboa.com. Write to me and enjoy. On this triangle, we are going to talk about three women. Um, and I curated this triangle in uh, relation to what I found in the, in the sound of these uh, three artists. I think it was important for me to just uh, trace a link between them as a listener. And then I made this as an experiment as well for myself to try to um, listen very carefully and like really listen to the music or the sounds that they are producing. So I'm sorry if my voice sounds a little bit weird. I'm going to maybe make a lot of mistakes because I have a little bit of a sore throat, but let's, let's do, let's do it. Um, so this first woman is called Mabe Frati. So she was born in Guatemala and she is a classically trained musician. She's a cellist. She had, I, I think I was reading an article in the internet about uh, her upbringing and her education in, in there. So it, it appears that she was, you can, I think you can read the article in the xlr8r.com. Uh, website. If you search uh, Mavi Frati, I think you can find it there. She was talking about her uh, teacher, where she was like uh, her mentor, one of her mentors, and how she has been trying to search for her own voice and identity through the things that she has been doing, because I think she was not conforming with just uh, playing the cello or becoming a cellist. So she has been also studying some other subjects outside music. And uh, it's interesting because she grew up in Guatemala. And, uh, you know, the particular territories and particular cities have their own story and their own narratives in the public space. So I actually think that in, in this particular case, uh, most have been really interesting and really peculiar and also very violent in, in the history of, of Guatemala. So I think the murder rates, it's, it's, it's very similar for, from uh, many parts in Mexico, but also this has an implication of the, on the creation of art and also the production of things. So um, just the fact that people can go outside or not determines a lot what it's cr being created in that particular uh, city, country or uh, location. Mm -hmm. So in, in this interview, she was talking a little bit about that because she was uh, trying to really get um, 
get to do something outside uh, going out and being unsafe maybe and also uh, try to get fully immersed into music and um, I, I think in, in the article it says that the music sounds uh, sad and I don't think so I don't know I don't I didn't have that impression especially because I think uh, the first time that I heard that I listened to her work I think it had like a really really um, beautiful and pure let's say uh, expressiveness to of, of feelings through the execution of the cello but also through the execution of voice of, the, of her voice uh, she's singing some of the of the tracks I think she was uh, composing some popular songs that are were more like melodic uh, pop songs in the past and now she has been exploring uh, a completely different uh, setup as far as I know it's also a combination of cello and electronics and she has been improvising a lot with several older artists she was on tour in Europe uh, recently and she was part of the ensemble of uh, Peter Sumo the American composer and trombonist so you can tell that now there is a, a preoccupation or a different interest of composing and experimenting with cello and finding a way to create music that is Mabefratis music so I'm gonna play it. You can find her work in Bandcamp. So she has two items on her discography, I think. So one is Pie Sobre la Tierra, that is from January, from this year, 2020. And then the most recent one is called Planos para Construir. And that one is, um, that one is from May, 2020. So that's, that's the most recent one. So we're gonna, we're gonna listen to the one called uh, Planos para Construir. I'm gonna play one track. So on, on this particular album, she did an experiment where she collabor collaborated with different uh, people that were using text or words to create something. So I that's the description that it's in there in Bandcamp. But I assume that she was inviting people that were doing like either literature writing or, or doing something that, uh, involved with language so she was uh, collaborating giving them feedback uh, she was sending music so people could write a text about that music and also maybe record themselves and she was then processing this back and it was like a ping pong like a feedback uh, kind of session collaborative session so I'm gonna play the track called Muchos Ayeres Más Belafonte Sensacional. So, and this one is uh, track number two. So, let's listen to this.
This song that I just played was Rompiendo, sorry, Muchos Ayeres, más de la fonte sensacional from Planos para Construir of Mave Frati. So I was talking about this album. So this is, this was track two, the one that I, that I just played. And um, this is one of the descriptions that the, that the album has on Bandcamp and it says that um, after some mutual feedback, uh, let's say that uh, music like songs came to being on, on this album as a series of collaborations with people that write. So she was giving them music with a certain like space for them to fill in, let's say. And um, each of them were adding the text and recording their voices in the tracks. So it was, I think it was like a filling the blank kind of uh, exercise. So um, I was I was thinking about the music that she's doing. And also I, I am very interested on people that are classically trained and they don't really pursue a, a career or, or, or they do, but they do something on parallel. Um, on uh, music like uh, orchestra or symphonies or like uh, classically trained uh, practices. So in the case of Mabe Frati, I can tell as well that she's very, very familiar with uh, the ob object that she has been this interaction with for a while. So I, I get to listen that, and especially on the videos that I have seen her performing, uh, she has quite a good knowledge of cello so she feels she sees and feels comfortable uh, really interacting with it so I assumed as well that this uh, type of confidence also is uh, helping her to find other ways to to complement this uh, with the different electronics and loops and different uh, other techniques to uh, create like layered spaces, soundscapes that she can that she can uh, build upon. So with this with these albums, um, I'm going to also mention that she has been part of the ensemble of a, it's a women ensemble that is recent. The the ensemble called Amor Muere. So Amor Muere is for women. And um, they are, it, this ensemble is Gibrano Cervantes, Camille Mandoki, Concepcion Huerta, and Mabe Frati herself. So I, I think it's important to see how the, the whole scene is developing. Because, for example, Mabe Frati just uh, moved, I mean, moved to, to Mexico City because of this music, music residency that she was in. Uh, some years ago and then she fell in love with the city and then stayed there and located in there and she got to relate with other musicians and all the other artists and this networking also uh, comes as a collaborative, collaborative work where you get to see new bands or new ensembles or combinations of people uh, working with each other. So Amor Muere is one of the outcomes of this particular relationships that are also based on friendship and even like getting along and being interested in each other's work. So for this I was going to play uh, one of the songs from Pies Sobre la Tierra 
that is the other album on Mave's uh, discography. So this album, I I like it a lot. It has like a vinyl that you can, a uh, 12 inch, uh, 180 gram vinyl that you can buy on Bandcamp. So I'm going to play track number seven. That is the track where she is collaborating with another artist that is called Concepcion Huerta. So in this particular track, they were uh, collaborating. Concepcion was uh, uh, putting some, putting together some effects and some like uh, work with tapes and uh, improvising with uh, with Mave. So this is track number seven, Dirección más Concepción Huerta. Here it goes.
and this was a collaboration collaborative uh, track with Concepcion Huerta. So this is going to link uh, this um, episode with the next artist because the next artist is Concepcion Huerta herself. So I'm going to play another track that where they are both collaborating. So this track is called Internal Recognition. This was from 2018 and uh, the Bandcamp description says in that this is an album that is an exploration between the sound of the strings, voice and the sound of the tape by means of loops of tapes. So they are like improvising with their own media. Um, Concepcion Huerta, uh, I get a chance to talk to her, talk with her and also interview her in Mexico City. Uh, it was last year, last summer, uh, specifically, I think it was, or a bit more. And we got to talk to to, uh, to each other about uh, her background. And also, I think it's important to see that uh, she has a background in, in audiovisual and like media practices. Uh, she has been doing a lot of photography and also film and video. So to me, it's, it's uh, key and interesting to see that I, I think as far as I know, she was trying to do like a documentation, video documentation of the, of the noise and experimentation scene like uh, many, many years ago. But uh, I think that work was uh, never, never finished. So, um, and then after a while, she got more and more interested in sound and specifically in uh, uh, field recordings and also improvisation. I think her work, she has had a really, really sharp ear on uh, what could be like the harsh noise and also um, what is happening outside. So I think the approach that she has on uh, noise as uh, sound practice, sound experimentation practice uh, lately. It's particular because it has a narrative sense to it. So it's a soundscape that it's not meant to disturb per se. It it has a certain tension to it, but it's a tension that it's, to me, it seems very controlled and also very uh, uh, conducted into particular place. So I, I, I like that about about her because she's uh, you can tell that she's also picking up these field recordings in a way that makes sense for this progression of sounds and these loops where she's building the tension. So uh, I recommend you to listen and see the live performance that she did on Aire Libre that is like a radio station in Mexico. Uh, and this was followed by, by an interview that she uh, gave to the, to the host of that show. So you can check the, the, whole, the whole performance. I think it's either on Vimeo or Facebook. I don't remember. So if you go there and check Aire Libre FM Concepcion Huerta, then you will be able to watch and listen to the performance. So I'm going to play this, this track called an internal recognition and it's a track from the album called internal capacity. That is a collaboration between Mabe Frati and Concepcion Huerta. 
That was the track Internal Recognition from Internal Capacity, the album uh, that is a collaboration between Mabe Frati and Concepcion Huerta. So I was talking about Concepcion Huerta and I find her work really interesting. I really like that uh, she has been exploring all of these uh, tape uh, loops and also... Um, trying to mix different field recordings in her live performances. I see as well that she has like a very meditative way of uh, playing uh, in several of the of the videos that I've been checking. So this uh, other album called Personal Territories is uh, one, one of the most recent ones that she has released by uh, the label from Tijuana called Static Discos that I have mentioned in the past in another episode, in the past episode. So this this label is important. Why? Because it has been also um, has been also present in several, like a couple of very important events in the scene, in the electronic scene, either like side by side and also supporting the art, the, the, the sound and the, the music produce in that in that location so and and the label has been also collaborating and it's like they're really good friends and have been in the scene with uh, Fernando Corona Murco for even the North Collective as well so um, it's it's nice, nice that uh, Concepcion could uh, release this uh, album through Static because I think it make it makes a lot of sense to see her work and also see this with a particular topic that is tackling this idea of territory. This uh, personal territories naming of the album is uh, trying to speak about uh, the concept of territory that it's not only uh, pertaining space but also pertaining the bodies and also the bodies, the human body and how this uh, somehow uh, human activity becomes intrusive in many ways. So both ways on spaces and also in other 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 human bodies. So I'm gonna uh, read really quickly like a couple of quotes from the from the page in Bandcamp for personal territories. So. It says uh, that the album is uh, dedicated to Luciana Russo and um, here it says that the, the, the album is dedicated to the resistance of the body uh, about the human violence and how we impose, uh, how we impose ourselves in the space that we inhabit. Uh, either like physically or also with our imaginaries and how we do this with our own bodies too. So several of the of the sounds that that I that I can hear on the tracks are also um, sort of having a resemblance, a resemblance or also a relation to machinery uh, but not in the usual sense of the field recording of machinery. I think this it's uh, building on attention that I was talking about while I was trying to describe her music or her sound 
And um, I, I find really, really nice that uh, the samples also are very, are having a moment, are having a moment to where they have to come in. They are not, they, they don't seem to be uh, that chaotic. And also it has like an intuitive sense of uh, how to build up this tension with the loops. So I'm going to play track number one that it's called uh, Start Mar Maria's Song and uh, this is track number one I like it a lot so here it goes
This was the track number one from Personal Territories by Concepcion Huerta. So another part of the description of this album is saying that this is based in two um, fictional uh, stories that are in parallel, in parallel. So side one, it says, uh, explore sound based on a story of a human pursuit of a territory invasion. And side two uses sound to share the guarded story within the territories of our own personal bodies that are reversely the subjects of abuse, toxici toxicities, and the passage of a time. So, end of quote. This is part of the description of the topic or the theme of the album. So, Concepcion has been playing a lot in some festivals and several uh, venues as well. Uh, improvising, collaborating with other uh, sound artists and um, and uh, musicians and also uh, electronic artists. So she has played in Mutech and she's also part of the of the ensemble that I was uh, mentioning before, Amor Mori. So it's interesting to see because uh, her, her individual work uh, it's starting to get into uh, an identity about uh, trying to map sounds from the outside with contact microphones, field recordings, but also building up several distortions and uh, destructions of those sounds to uh, improvise and build up these narratives uh, live on her on the live performances. I liked I liked the way that she was also doing uh, many of the of the live uh, performances that were very minimal, also involving like Walkmans and uh, contact mix uh, and also like just the recordings, uh, just recorders that were like playing and trying to loop all of these together. So it's very much about how what is built at in that moment. So that that's the sense that that I get when I listen to her work. So she has played as well with other international artists. Uh, for example, in the in the live performance that she was doing, I think in. Um, uh, I think it was in Aire Libre, I don't remember, but she was also supporting and uh, supporting live performances by Pius Mary and Kali Malone, so um, that are also very interesting female uh, musicians and uh, sound artists. So for example, uh, Pius Mary, uh, she's Danish and uh, she has been uh, quite active in the, in the noise uh, scene over here. And also Kali Malone, she's American, but she has been located in, in Stockholm here in Sweden, where she's, I think, pursuing studies in uh, music composition. And her work in, uh, in just doing interventions and pieces for organs, especially church organs, it's really good. I recommend that a lot. So I think it makes sense all of these collaborations, international collaborations, because um, all of them bring 
a particular uh, background, cultural baggage that uh, that we all have somehow because of the way we live, where we come from and uh, what is the particular interest and also the technology that it's available and that we are using. So it could be either like from uh, programming or from uh, just playing and performing an instrument that it's acoustic, but it could be also with different like uh, quote-unquote uh, outdated technologies where, where people can create things in a completely different way. So this is com- going to take us to the, to the last uh, woman that I'm, I'm going to talk about, that is uh, Laura Luna Castillo. So she also has like an audiovisual background. Um, it's interesting to see that I've been following her work, somehow listening to her work for a while. And at some point I realized that she was from Mexico. I didn't know. I mean, uh, I, I found that out uh, later. So um, it was nice because I was uh, listening to her tracks and I was blown away by the the the, the really beautifully crafted narratives in the sound and to me it sounded super cinematic like uh, I could even sort of like build an image uh, while listening to this so also it's crafted in, in a very delicate and really good way I would say so Laura Luna is now I think she's now in Mexico in Puebla I think she's from Puebla I am not sure but um, she was uh, studying in there and, uh, and then after pursuing a master's in the Czech Republic in Prague, she decided to, to dedicate her time and her production to sound and uh, focus on sound. But let's say that her background and her uh, formative years are uh, broad, let's say in, in creative art that involves cin- cinematography, screenwriting and photography. So it's interesting to see that because um, brings a different set of uh, creative outcomes of the things that she's doing. Because for example, I have heard that she was building this installation as well that was involving mechanical uh, production and acoustic production of sound that was built with a sculpture that was like a kinetic sculpture that was trying was trying to tackle the production of, of sound in the domestic spaces, trying to talk about that. So she has been doing this music and sound for a while and also installation work. And I bet uh, she has been doing some other things, for example, virtual reality that it's mentioned in her website and uh, sculpture that I already mentioned. So for the part for the music part, I'm going to play this track from one of my favorite albums um, that is called Laminares. I think Laminares is from September 2018, so it's from two years ago. Uh, the, the first time that I heard this album, I was like, wow, I really, really liked it. I'm going to play the song that is track number one, that it's called Mosques Traumen. And I hope you enjoyed it. Here it goes. We're going to play it from Laminares. This is Laura Luna.
That was Laura Luna Castillo from the album Laminaris Mosques Traumen. And I was talking about her work because um, I found it, I mean, I, I, I haven't been quite close to the scene, the music scene, because I haven't been living in Mexico for a while. But um, it was interesting to see that I ran into her uh, completely from another uh, place. And I couldn't track any uh, people in common or anything, so I was really happy that uh, this happens because then, um, fortunately, then also mobility and going to different residencies or pursuing studies abroad that not everybody has the privilege of doing uh, brings up uh, other and opens up other doors for um, disseminating the work that you do. I mean, I can also talk for myself on this regard. So. Um, Laura Luna Castillo, you can you can find her work in Bandcamp as well. I mean, it appears that I am sponsored by Bandcamp, uh, but I am not. I I am just recommending this because I think it's one of the few platforms that is actually doing something that it's sort of fair for the for the artists, and also giving like, um, let's say reasonable fee, uh, uh, fees to um, contribute to the work that uh, artists do. It's contrary to the very big labels and also other platforms like Spotify, where the retribution of the work that uh, musicians do is not very evenly distributed or very just, I would say. So you can find her work, uh, she has Laminares and she also has this other album from the Kyurigi uh, records from LA. I don't know if I am saying it right, but this is Folksonomies and this album, I think I'm going to play a track that it's called The Memory, it's called The Memory of the Eternal Now, so I am actually thinking about playing that one or playing eight eyes of anticip anticipation i think i'm gonna play track number six i'm just improvising i'm gonna play track number six that it's called eight eyes of anticipation and with this i am going to start to say goodbye for this episode and i'm really happy to be able to talk about these women and also reflect um, on the work that they are doing so let's hear track number six from Folksonomies, Laura Luna.
That was from Folksonomies from Laura Luna Castillo, track number six, Eight Eyes of Anticipation. So this will be the end. This will be the third um, woman artist who is doing sound uh, from this triangle. So I might do like other episodes to go more in depth uh, um, with the work of these women. But at the moment, I am just doing these triangles as introductory uh, work to reflect uh, in the easiest way and not following a lot of technicalities on, 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 the, on the sound and so forth, so other people can hear it. And uh, thanks a lot. I hope you enjoyed it. Solo como un colofón, y quiero añadir que puedes escribirme a bulla arroba lauravalboa.com b de bien u l a arroba lauravalboa.com Puedes mandarme un correo para saludar, para preguntar alguna cosa, para conectarte con otras artistas u otras eh, experimentadoras de sonido, productoras de sonido. Eh, estoy intentando tener una red, si también tienes tracks o tienes algún trabajo que quieras compartir, puedes escribirme allí. Espero que disfrutes este podcast y escríbeme si eres sobre todo de Latinoamérica, si hablas español, lenguas indígenas o portugués de Brasil, puedes escribirme a esa dirección de correo. Y recuerda que nos apoyamos unas a otras, podemos hablar, podemos compartir información y ayudarnos. Gracias.